Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hefe Sports Podcast. I'm your host, El Hefe, Jeff Hopkins. Thanks for joining me today. I'm not in the best mood right now. You know, it was a rough weekend. My Bengals are now 1-5-1. And, and, you know, I tune in every single week. And right when it seems like we're about to win the game and the curse of Cincinnati is going to be behind us, something goes wrong and we just lose. Like, I'm so tired of this. I don't know what's going to change, but Zach Taylor, get the boys ready and do your job, Zach Taylor. You got to start winning these games, man. Do you want this job? Like, seriously, man, come on. And it's not all the team. My guy Joe Burrow has been out there doing his thing week in and week out. And, you know, he's the only bright spot on this team right now. And it's really sad to say that our number one pick is the only bright spot on the team. But, hey, Joe, you know what? You're my half of the week, my guy. Like, keep keep on balling out, man. We got to get the rest of these guys in line. Shoot, we got guys like Carlos Dunlap posting his apartment listing on Twitter. You cannot have a winning team with guys with that attitude. If you feel that way, like, I know there's some stuff going on behind the scenes, but, bro, like, if you feel that way, just be out. And good luck in the free agency market. But all that aside, we got a great episode for you guys today. I'm joined by the NFL's shining star, Brooklyn McDaniels. This girl's been killing it for the league for about three years now. And you'll get to hear a little bit about her story and what she's been doing with the league since she got in there. And she's a Browns fan. So we'll get into a little recap of the game last weekend. But you know how it is. Bengals, we're going to come back strong next week. Browns, good win. You know, best of luck to you guys in the future. But let's get this interview with Beasy going. Let's go. Hi. Hey, Brooklyn. What's up? Nothing much. How you doing? Good. I'm on a high from yesterday, so I'm really, really happy. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear that. Brooklyn, come on. Oh, you're such a Bengals fan. That has to suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys played very well. You played very well. It's okay. Yeah, honestly, like that was one of the best performances from the Bengals I've seen this season. From both but- teams. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny. I don't know if you're aware, but we have like a program at the league where we can get paid to screen the games. So essentially you're watching the games to check for like compliance and check for, you know, officiating commentary. And like, we're looking for all the commercials that run and we're timing them and all that. So I was working in the game yesterday because I always get, I always pick the Browns games, of course. And so I was at home in my room, nice and comfortable watching the game, but it was like the most stressful three and a half hours of my life. Um, but I'm glad we came out on top. So that was good. Yeah. It sucks though. Like you guys are like winning at what cost you guys can't play with Odell now. So, yeah, I mean, obviously sad. I love OBJ and it's, it's tough to hear that he's out for the season, but there's also the question of like, yesterday was such a great performance. It's almost like maybe the chemistry is just not there. You know, it's like, I mean, obviously you don't not, don't want him to be hurt, but it's kind of like the fact that we were able to execute so well yesterday, you know, without him, um, which is not the preference. It just kind of like brings up the question of, you know, what's, what's really going on here, you know? Yeah. And you like, Baker started off like 0 for 5 yesterday. Yeah. And then 
I'm going to pull up his stats. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he was going crazy. After yeah, I think he set, a, he set a Browns record. Um, I mean, of course, as did Joe Burrow, but I think he completed 21 passes, something like that. He was, so he was 22 for 23, okay, 297 22. yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, it's crazy. That's pretty now impressive. I think so. My Twitter timeline yesterday was just like, is it that we need to believe in Baker more and support him more? Does he need to believe in himself more? You know, it's just like something there. And it's like when he's on, he's on, you know? So it's like, how do we make this consistent um, and make this continue throughout the rest of the season? But if we can get that every single game, I would start to love him, you know? Yeah. I mean, shoot, that might be playoffs in you guys' future. Yeah, they said 2018 Baker, his return. So hopefully he sticks around for a while. I would appreciate that. <laughs> so what do you think, Brooklyn? Do you think you guys are going to go to the playoffs? Uh, you know what? I always live in my Browns every year. You know, it's a roller coaster. You never know what you're going to get. But I feel like we have a good chance. You know, we're five and two. Like, that's right there should be applauded. You know, I think I don't even know if we were expecting that yet. So um, OBJ said he had a lot to prove, which unfortunately, you know, we won't be seeing that anymore. But I do think that things are trending positively. And I would like to say that I think we we can end up in a good spot. Yeah. I mean, shoot, the Bengals are out of it. So you guys are the only Ohio team that I can root for now. <laughs> but I mean, you do have to acknowledge just how incredible Joe Burrow is. Like just the level that he's performing at and doesn't seem like a rookie at all. He's just, he's so mature. And I feel like Baker can like learn a lot from him. Like he's just so confident, you know? And I think that's what's missing for us. And if we can just, if that could just gel and stay on, I think we, we could be in a really good spot. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what Joe's going to do for us because, like, this year I felt like going into the season we were kind of just like, okay, like, Joe, just show us what you can do and, like – Oh, he's already proved it. Yep, he's, yeah. already, he's already shown that, yep. But also, I mean, you know, he started as a Buckeye, so it only makes sense. Like, we can't be surprised there. True. <laughs> we do produce true. the best, right? <laughs> very true. <laughs> yep. But um, I just – Brooklyn, I don't know about my Bengals. Like, for some reason, we we got like three offensive linemen injured last game, and that was one of the best performances from the offensive line I'd ever seen. Like, yep. it was crazy. Yeah, my injuries across the board. It's been just a tough season. I feel like across the league, like you know, despite everything happening in the world, I just feel like there's been some really, really, you know, tough ones this season. So hopefully that doesn't continue but yeah I know that's tough to have three guys go out what was that two games in a row were there three guys yesterday as well for the Bengals or there's a couple a couple injuries yesterday too yeah we had we had two of our starting offensive linemen go down I think one of them another one went down I think he came in the game okay but it was okay. still it was still crazy and like I don't even know what to do anymore we're one five and one like Brooklyn I'm just hurting I'm I'm about I'm to cry like I'm not even gonna I'm not one someone that's gonna like rub that in because I'm just happy that my team is doing well you know and I wish you guys the best but now that you know we're two and oh against you guys I'm very happy about that but I mean it's still like you know it, it, it's tough but you gotta believe right you gotta just keep keep on rooting you've been doing it this long like this last season won't won't kill you you know True, true. And like we're saying, like Joe Burrow, he's only he's only like he's literally the only light that we have on this team right now. So we can really build around him. And like, I guess we can just see what's going to happen in the future. Oh, my God. Yeah, you guys can excel around him. I think 
what's most annoying for me right now is the Steelers being undefeated. So I'm trying to ignore that little fact. Um, but besides that, yeah, I'm very positive. I'm happy with the performance. I think we just got to stay consistent, but I, I have a lot of respect for Kevin Stefanski. I think he's, you know, he really came in and attacked it. So that's good. You know, we need it. We need a reliable coach and hopefully he sticks around for a while as well. But yeah, I, I'm definitely positive and just, you know, looking forward to next week. I think we have the Raiders. So that'll be, that'll be a challenge, but I think we can do it. Yeah, we'll see. Best of luck to you and your Bengals. We need it. Thank you, Brooklyn. We need, we need that. <laughs> so for starters, can you talk about your journey through the NFL? Absolutely, Jeffrey. So essentially I started in a rotational program. So it is a rotational program built for kids straight out of undergrad. Um, so I applied for it when I was a senior at Ohio State. And fortunately, after like four rounds of interviews and an in-person presentation, it worked out and I was selected. So they pick about seven, seven or eight kids every year from across the country. So super highly competitive. You know, we probably get like 3000 applicants for it every year. So definitely was very intimidating and very nerve wracking process, but we made it through. Um, so in that program, I had the opportunity to go to four different NFL departments in two years. Um, so you do six months in each rotation. So my first one was in the event strategy department. And that department essentially is responsible for logistically and operationally putting on all NFL events, be it internal kind of seminars and workshops for departments or the Super Bowl or the draft or the combine, all the events that the public sees this group of 30 individuals puts them all on. So loved it. I'm a people person. I love planning. I love traveling. And so it was a perfect, perfect department for me. So I never wanted to leave that department, but I had to continue rotating. So I then went to a department called club business development. We call it CBD for short. Um, essentially this department functions as a consultancy for the 32 NFL team. So this is the department that kind of create kind of curate environments for all the teams to come together to discuss best practices to discuss discuss do's and don'ts and you know we're the cowboys and we do our media day this way and we're the bills and we do our media day this way just so that they have a place where they can come together kind of compare logistics and compare strategies and really help each other um so that's on the basis of marketing sponsorship ticket sales all those different things so that was neat because i got to work with the teams and see how different the Browns are from the Rams, you know, so many different markets, so many different front offices. So it was cool to work on that level, but still be at the league. Um, so I did that for six months, kind of focusing on data and analytics. And then I moved over to sponsorship. So our department is called sponsorship and partnership management. Um, so I did that for two months and I loved it. And I'm like, you know, I might as well apply for a job. So an opportunity popped up and I applied for it. And fortunately I got it. And so therefore I kind of exited the rotational program about about like eight months early so i wanted to do it i didn't want to have to worry about finding a job later and i'm like this is what i like to do so i'm in that department now and i oversee seven of our nfl corporate partners so those relationships um so partners you may have heard of are um bud light gatorade bose um we just signed subway a couple weeks ago we just yeah I, I think i might have heard of those before <laughs> just, just maybe we signed invisalign a couple weeks ago so those are some of the accounts i work on um what exactly like do you talk to them like on a like a schedule and like how does that work 
Essentially, some of our clients or so some of our, our partners, we work directly with them. So Subway, for example, we have meetings multiple times a week. We discuss their activations, how their funds are going to be allocated, you know, through their budgets and um, any donations they want to make on behalf of the league, any commercials that they're going to be releasing, all of those things. So anything you can think of that you see NFL marks or you see Subway marks put together, we're working through those. Um, but Bose, for example, we work with a sports marketing agency. So I'm sure you've heard of CAA. We kind of do all of our plans through CAA rather than talking to the actual client. Um, and it just depends on, you know, how that company operates and everybody's different. Um, Gatorade, for example, we work directly with them. They're in Chicago. So we have two kind of contacts that we're talking to every single day. We're reviewing all of their creative, all of their commercials. Um, but then you've got a partner like Invisalign who has an agency, but they also have contacts directly at the company. So it kind of just depends on their style and how they want to communicate. Um, but it's a very volume intensive kind of space of work, meaning you're getting so many questions from seven different partners every day. Um, you're having meetings with these partners every day. You're having conference calls every day. So essentially you're man managing each of their businesses, meaning that everyone can be doing a boatload of different things at the same time. So it's really important to be very, very organized um, just because you're working on seven different companies and you've got to be kind of um, an expert on the NFL's business, but also an expert on seven other companies' businesses as well. So definitely keeps me busy and we've had to, convert a lot of stuff to kind of a virtual space this season. Um, so that's been really interesting and it's been very collaborative, but we made an NFL draft happen um, virtually and we made a kickoff happen virtually and hoping we don't have to make a Super Bowl happen virtually, but the game will happen. Who knows if us and our partners will actually be there when it happens. So working through all those things now and definitely staying very busy. I could not imagine a virtual Super Bowl like, ah. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a headache to think about. I mean, people that don't know, there are probably over 500 events that happen over the course of Super Bowl week, depending on what city you're in. So when we were in Miami at the beginning of this year, I can't believe that was actually this year, but in February, I was probably attending and hosting and you know, creating about seven different events every single day. So you're all over the place. You're just back and forth in Ubers from a panel to a dinner to a cocktail hour, whatever it is. So it's a very, very busy week because all of your partners are in town. All the CEOs of these companies are in town. All of these GMs and coaches and um, celebrities are in town. So there's just a lot going on and it's nonstop. So kind of shifting all that stuff to a virtual kind of space will be very, very difficult, but I can guarantee we will make it happen as we have for the rest of the events that have happened this season. So hopefully we don't have to do that, but we'll see. So what has been your favorite memory so far? Hmm. There's so many memories. I think everyone always like jumps the Super Bowl and like something crazy that happens at Super Bowl, but for me, that's like a very stressful time because there's so much going on. There's so many events to be handling and you got to make sure everything's perfect. So probably not then. I would say out of all the events I've got to travel to, people I've got to meet, um, the NFL draft is probably my favorite tentpole event. We call them tentpole events, which just our large events that happen throughout the season and throughout the calendar year. Um, it's so fun because it's so hands-on and we are physically on the stage with the fans, picking random fans out of the audience to come up to the stage and make the pick for the commissioner. And it's just a really dynamic environment. And it's cool because I've been able to see a lot of my friends get drafted. Um, so guys that were, you know, younger than me in school, I get to, you know, watch all their dreams come true and be a part of that. So that's probably been the coolest part for me is to see, you know, their families and their fans and just 
how exciting of a day that is, something that they've dreamed of all their life, like having, getting to be a part of that experience and making it come to fruition was probably my favorite memory. So Nashville last year, 2019 draft was insane. We had 200,000 fans over the course of three days. So sad that Vegas got canceled, but we're going to make up for it in Cleveland in 2021. It really seems like a family over there for the NFL. Yeah, I think that was the most pleasant surprise about it is that I didn't grow up a huge football fan. I'm much more of a basketball fan. So I was kind of like, uh, like this isn't like my sport per se. And like, I feel like everyone's going to be diehards, but that's not really the case. I mean, you have a lot of people who do live and breathe football, but if you don't, it's not like, you know, you're not welcome. So um, I've made so many great friends, so many great mentors, like no matter where I go in my life, I know the NFL will be really critical to kind of wherever I go next. So thankful for the culture, thankful for the community. And um, it's been a really positive experience so far. So Brooklyn, so you're from Canton, Ohio. I'm from Canton, Ohio. And you said you were a basketball fan more than a football fan. Tell me, how is that possible when you got the National Football Hall of Fame in your backyard? Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up going to Cavs games. My dad fortunately had season tickets to the Cavs games when I was probably like ages 10 to 15. So it was always so exciting to bring friends with me and go up and watch Braun in Cleveland. Um, and so I just, that's kind of just what I grew up around. And yes, I'm from Canton, which is the home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So similarly, I've grown up going to the Hall of Fame every year and being a part of the Hall of Fame court in 2015. So that's also very near and dear to my heart. Um, but I definitely had an interest in maybe working at the NBA. Um, but I feel like the NFL in retrospect has been the biggest blessing ever because I've learned about a whole new sport, a whole new business, and I've really gotten so much exposure. So I think this really, really worked in my favor because as much as I'm a fan of the NBA, I've become a huge NFL fan throughout the last two and a half years. So very thankful that I had the opportunity and will continue to express my fandom as I move on. Yeah. So tell me, was your dad a big influence in your life? Yes, my dad has been an incredible influence on so many different levels. Um, I think now, you know, I am sure he's never really come out and said it, but I think he always did want a son just because, you know, he was an athlete himself. He loves sports, like he golfs three times a week, you know, and I think I have made him very proud because, you know, through interning at ESPN and now working at the NFL, I've been able to take him to two Super Bowls and I've been able to get him tickets to lots of games. So I think he's very impressed with his daughter. But Oh, yeah, he, he loves you for that. <laughs> <laughs> we bonded a lot whenever I'm like in a meeting and I need like a quick stat on a player, I'll text him or I'll call him and he always has my back. So very, very thankful for him. And it's been really, really helpful to have him and my mom support me kind of every step of this journey. Yeah, that's so great. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. So... <laughs> Brooklyn, you are really a budding star right now. Like you're a diamond in the rough. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. <clears throat> what do you want to accomplish in your life? Like you've done so much so far, but I know this is like far from the end for you. What is, what's next for you? That is such a loaded question. <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure it out. I was on a panel earlier today talking with some people in the Buckeye Leadership Fellows Program at Ohio State. And they were all talking about passions and like, have I found it or what is mine? And I'm still figuring that out every day, you know? Like, I don't think passion just pops up one day and it just sticks forever. I think it's an evolving process. Um, so long-term, I'm very, very confident that I do want to remain in sports or in entertainment, kind of in that industry. Um, but I'm still trying to determine functionally what I want my role to be. Um, I've always kind of considered myself a leader and I think most people do. And so I'd love to be able to lead a team, be it in a marketing role or um, 
in some type of kind of people leader type of role. So whether that's on the HR side or whether that's more in advertising and partnerships, I'm still determining that. Um, but definitely see myself sticking around the industry. It's exciting to me. It's ever changing. Um, I love being around people. I love being to collaborate across a bunch of different brands and leagues. So I know I'll be somewhere around here, but right now I'm determining whether or not I want to go back to school, be it law school, be it um, business school. So trying to really figure out all of those different things. Um, but I, I'm very confident that I will be in this industry for kind of the remainder of my career. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you accomplish. This is the Brooklyn McDaniels, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Jeffrey. You're an awesome host. Thank you for having me. That was my interview with the NFL's Brooklyn McDaniels. Thank you again, Brooklyn, for coming on. It was great talking to you as always. If you guys like this episode, please leave a rating and a review. And follow the Hefe Sports social media pages on IG and Twitter at Hefe Sports underscore. I'll be back next week with some more sports talk for all you fanatics out there. Peace.